1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on one of the great nights in Rangers history. Giovanni Van Bronckers men are through to the Europa League final after seeing off RB Leipzig at Ibrox. It's been nearly 40 years since a Scottish team won a European trophy and now only Eintracht Frankfurt stand in the way. On the domestic front, Celtic can pretty much wrap up the title if they beat Hearts tomorrow which means it is a busy old weekend in the company of Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans. If you'd said at the start of the season that Rangers would reach the final of the Europa League 48 hours before they could potentially be replaced as the champions of their own league by Celtic, you'd have been taken away and breathalyzed. There's only one word to describe the times in which we live and that is Astonishing 12 more sleeps To Seville For the Rangers supporters One more sleep To Paradise For the Celtic supporters If they beat Hearts Like I said Astonishing I mean last night Kenny Where do you even begin To sum up the size Of that achievement It's, it's impossible You know it's, uh, it's, it's After 2008 And everything that went wrong uh, Surrounding that I don't think we'd have seen Or we could have envisaged Seeing another Scottish team In a European final It is an incredible achievement. It's been fully deserved based on performances. Everyone involved deserves huge credit and should be extremely proud. And I don't think there's any reason why Rangers can't go that one step further. One step further than they did in 2008 and go and lift this trophy. You've seen it all, Hugh, or nearly it all. How would you sum up the size of that accomplishment, just what Rangers have achieved last night? People on social media today have been reminding me that I once said on this programme that I did not think I would see a Scottish club in a European final in my lifetime. Having seen Celtic, Dundee United, Aberdeen, Rangers all in European finals before. I think it is truly astonishing when people keep using the word unbelievable about Rangers and their run throughout the knockout stages of this tournament then they, like me, suspected in their heart of hearts we'd never see a Scottish team in the European final again. But Rangers have done it and tremendous congratulations to Giovanni Van Brockers, to the players and to the supporters who have created the atmosphere on a Thursday night in Glasgow which has helped this tidal wave of emotion sweeping Rangers towards Seville. And in many ways it wouldn't really matter how you did it Getting there is the bottom line yep. But praise on that front as well Because actually if you look across the run Every single round has been Dramatic, convincing yeah. Comfortable at times Obviously you're playing good opposition um, But I don't think anyone could grudge Rangers this place Based on the way they've performed When they got Borussia Dortmund With or without Erling Haaland People thought, well, the road ends here Rangers went to Germany and scored four goals when they got Red Star Belgrade, people thought, well, surely, can't go beyond them. And they did. Braga, people began to think, oh, hold on a minute, there's a momentum building here. And Rangers put them out as well. Leipzig, fourth in the Bundesliga, represented what people thought was surely the stage where Rangers would go out. But no, Rangers have done for them as well. And now in the final they'll meet the least formidable of the three Bundesliga sides that they've come across. 
You go along with that, Kenny. Just the thought, you know, of a Scottish team making it to a final. Did it seem like a pipe dream up until maybe the last few weeks? I think so. I think uh, after after Dortmund, you know, like everybody in the tournament still a, a big, big team, you know. But when you looked at the draw, you thought, right, you might maybe take Red Star, and you got Red Star, and you know, still have to put them to bed, and and, and they were dealt with. And then uh, obviously on to Braga, a, a team that, that that came to Ibrox a few years ago, a very good team. And not only in the lost one now, it wasn't a great performance away from home, but they still managed to get out of there a little bit unscathed, and we are one no a one no deficit at home. It should have been four 0 after in the first half, and the game put to bed. The performance was absolutely sensational. And then, like you says, Leipzig come, you think, well, maybe this is just going to be a step too far. Again, really, really good, solid defensive display away from home. They get out of there with a one 0 and last night, like every single performance, they come out the traps, they get after them, they're aggressive, they're front foot, they're still in the same system, but absolutely, completely different look about the about the whole performance. They get the goal, that stadium erupts, the roof comes off, it's absolutely bouncing, and it energises them again, go again, and they get another goal quick. It's Honestly, I've said it before, the fans have had a big, big part to play in terms of energising the team, but those players, when they cross that white line and, and they go to carry out Gio's plan, which has been spot on normally right through this whole this whole journey, the fa- the players also energise that, that that fans those fans because without the performance, without that high tempo start, it can be maybe be a little mm. bit subdued. But honestly, both have been absolutely hand in hand through this journey. Rangers fans, this needs no further introduction from us. Just pick up the phone and speak whatever is on your mind 01419511025 let's kick off with Rob and Kilmarnock sum up how it feels to be a Rangers fan today Rob uh, good evening Gordon um, yeah still on uh, cloud 13 here you know it's, it's uh, that is probably the biggest and noisiest Ibrox atmosphere that I've ever been I've been going to Ibrox for over 30 years you know just topped old firm matches the Right from the day, you know, right from the start, the whistle, the players, uh, they just played for the jersey, they did it for Jimmy Bell. I just thought the atmosphere was amazing. We were the 12th, 13th, 14th man. Um, can we go on and win it? I think we can. Genuinely, this time round, I genuinely believe we've got the, the backing of the Geo and the players to go and do it. You know, a perfect opportunity to prove ourselves. And the point I wanted to kind of make was, I was listening to uh, Talk Sport this morning, um, and they were complaining about, you know, the standard of Scottish football, it's only Rangers and Celtic. Um, you know, there was a West Ham, they had West Ham in the final and the Scottish teams would be kicked out. And I thought, you know, it's time that we actually stop and recognise Scotland, but it's a good product we've got up here. And if Rangers qualify and win and then the Champions League, Celtic went to the Champions League and both teams have a good run, surely that then puts a marker down for Scottish football that we can come beat. You know, we're never going to win the Champions League, you know, the the, the tournaments below are going to be there, but if we can make an impact, then we can attract better players. By attracting better players, we can have more nights that we did it last night at Ibrox. I think I left the stadium an hour after the full-time whistle. I was just caught up in the euphoria and, you know, leaving the stadium, you know, everybody was shaking hands and, and singing. There was a great atmosphere. I think I got home at the back of midnight, but it was worth it. You know, the kids were there, memories for them. Um, you know, that my son was only just four months old when we in 2008. So we're going to travel across and we're just going to go by car. We're just going to make a, a family uh, deal of it. I'm not prepared to pay the flights. But just what an achievement for Scottish football Rangers. Just, I'm over the moon. Rob, you've just done yourself in there. You're going to have to phone us every night on that journey. That is an absolute guarantee. I want to hear from you as you travel uh, from Kilmarnock to Seville by car. Uh, Hugh, look, first and foremost, this is a wonderful moment, achievement, 
accomplishment for Rangers. Yeah. But then Rob's right, there is that side effect that this is a great marker for Scottish football as well. It's great for our game. I would slightly take issue with that. I believe that Rangers, Celtic and Hearts have had a tremendous season. I'm not sure that every other club in the league beneath them could lay claim to have had a tremendous season. I don't, think, I don't think that's the point, though. If we, you know, there has been no Scottish teams in a European final since 2008, and now there is. I think that's Rob's general point about the feel-good factor. Where I would go from there is that we will have a television contract up for renewal quite soon, and what Rangers have done must add to the negotiating power that the SPFL have, because you're not talking about any Mickey Mouse league here you're talking about one that may by the time the contractual negotiations begin contain the winner of a European trophy that elevates our status in commercial terms and we are entitled to dine out on that and the negotiators for the SPFL need only point to Rangers and the kind of season and the kind of Infectious enthusiasm that Ange Postacoglu has brought to Celtic So once again Rangers and Celtic will drive the negotiations And if you have a European trophy winner in there You've got quite a hand to deal with Kenny, you've played in some special occasions at Ibrooks. What was last night like? Rob says it's the loudest he's ever heard in his 30 years I have to agree Yeah, You know, I, I didn't think I would have heard anything louder in, in Dortmund uh, But as gradually the it's just went up a notch each time, each game, each rounds went past, you know. So last night was, I mean, it was sensational. Uh, the noise levels, are, I mean, the, the roof, uh, the place was shaking. You know, we were in the gantry in the corner, but you could feel, the, you could feel the stand shaking. What was you know? the loudest moment? Because I, you know, from a, we're here watching it, if you like, and, and can't hear it. And I'm playing it through in my head, thinking, right, well, the roof's going to come off when they open the scoring. But then when you get that second, it's like, well, I can't believe what's happening here. And then at the moment the game might be starting to slip away from you, you get the third. Is it the third goal? Is that the real moment? I, I thought it was. Like there's two moments through this through this kind of journey that that really stick out for me. The noise when the goal against Dortmund, the one that was disallowed, so it was cancelled out for VAR. Alfredo Morelos nicks it. He goes through. He rolls it across. I think it was he rolled it across for yep. Kent. The noise when that went in was unbelievable. But last night for me, I think it was when the second goal went in. Because that was, I, I don't know how many minutes, I absolutely lost track of it, but it must have been three, Twin. four, five minutes. It must have went after the first goal. Yep. Because it was on the back of the energy of the first goal. And then I just think it start, people started to really believe, you know, we're 2 a up now, we've turned this round against a really, really good team. I, I mean, we're going to do it. You know, we're going to do it. We're going to get to the final. You know, and you're right, when the, when the goal went in from Leipzig, but it's like something clicked in the, in the stadium. And they actually went again. It's like they got behind the team. There wasn't any kind of any negative vibe through it. It was like, we need to get right back behind this team again to kick them on because they need to pick themselves up it, now and kick on. 11 years ago, I went for Super Scoreboard to Ibrox. Celtic had the chance to win the league at Ibrox. Rangers won 3-2. And when I took the headset off at the end of the game, I thought, I can't hear anything. The noise throughout the game was so loud. Coming through your headset, you'll know the feeling, Gordon. And I couldn't hear anything But last night Topped that Rob makes an important point as well About the emotion of the occasion And, and the type of week Rangers have had Kenny And everything that happened With the sad passing of Jimmy Bell And so on Do you think that was felt? 
Uh, no, I think it absolutely was. And I think the fact that that Jimmy passed away is uh, everybody, listen, he was so loved. You know, he's, he's not just a, a kept man. He's not just been a, an employee of a football club for 30 odd years. He was, you see, people like Jimmy are the solely a club. You know, they've been through the highs, they've been through the lows. Managers, players come and go, and the wee man was always there. And they loved the players. You know, he absolutely loved the players, and he, he couldn't do enough. He either had this hard exterior, you know, but he had a heart of gold, an absolute heart of gold. So the players felt that. You could tell. You could you could tell in the in the pre-match kind of chat uh, with some of the players how, how much he was going to be missed, you know, and the effect that it had on them. And you, know, when you even throw, obviously, Walter back into that, who... Who passed away like five months ago? So it's. I just think there's there's been a lot of things that seem to have been pushing Rangers forward across this journey, and definitely the, the emotion of that occasion was one of them. Yeah, Giovanni van Bronckhurst revealed Rangers toasted Jimmy Bell after reaching the final. He says before the start of the game, uh, as well. Of course, there was that minute silence after the sad passing on Tuesday. You could see the celebrations afterwards. You know, we were happy. We were uh, uh, celebrating to, uh, to reach the final. Also in the locker room. Which was really nice, but I think we ended uh, the atmosphere of of of, uh, of partying, and uh, we took a moment to uh, to let the uh, achievement sink in, and to uh, to have a, a really nice toast of uh, of Jimmy Kidman, who I'm sure was watching it from above, and uh, we toasted on his life and his achievements, uh, what he's done for this club, and uh, we will miss him. Uh, for the rest of our lives and uh, again in Seville we're going to prepare well and make sure we're going to create another proud moment for this club Rob that's a great call to kick us off can't wait to hear about your drive to Seville you better set off soon to make sure you make it on time it was a big night on this front as well Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals it was a massive night in Europe last night Rangers doing the business And in front of goal as well And thanks to them We're now over £30,000 On Super Scoreboard's Golden Goals Three goals last night 250 a pop 31,250 To give someone Who might be listening right now Give that away to them At the end of the season Now I know flights and accommodation In Seville right now Are a bit expensive To say the least oh, Hugh Keevans yeah. We'll imagine going there With 30 grand plus in your pocket I know this competition's got a few weeks left but don't mess about don't leave it too late get your phone out now and text the word GOAL to 61025 G-O-A-L to 61025 it is £2 plus your standard message rate over 18s only and the full terms and online entry are at Clyde1.com lines close 6pm Saturday the 21st of May so for your chance to be the winner at the end of the season this is a serious amount of money text GOAL to 61025 right now and we'll speak to Mark in Bells Hill next you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans are looking back on a monumental night for Rangers. Mark is a Rangers fan in Bells Hill. Just sum up how you felt at full time last night, Mark. I'm still feeling it right now. I'm still buzzing. Uh, spent most of the night uh, after the game watching highlights, clips on YouTube, looking at Twitter, all the different messages. Just it's brilliant. It's the best thing for our club, and it's they thoroughly deserved. Every player and member of Rangers deserved last night's result and deserved to be in the final. And that's what I love, right? Because look, social media has its downsides, obviously, Kenny. But if I think back, even to 
I don't know, for me, maybe when Scotland made it to the Euros or whatever, but all the Rangers fans today, that's what it allows you to do. Just sit all day long and relive it. Just sit on your backside, scroll through Twitter, highlights, other fans' videos, seeing what people are saying about it, and just relive it all. Because let's be honest, if you're a Rangers fan, you'll want to bottle that feeling last night and never forget about it. Um, and listen, I, I, and I'll never be forgotten. You know, what, what, what the... The teams achieved over the last kind of few months, the performances, the teams that have been beaten, and then obviously the end game getting to Seville in a, in, a, in a couple of weeks will never ever be forgotten. And, and Mark's right, it has been fully deserved. You know, 2008, this again, this is my lifetime t- teams going to a European finals that it's always deserved when you get there, but it's a different, it was a different road. You know, it was defensive, it was dogged, it was, it was, a, it was a tactical masterclass by what were, and then the team going out and putting a a really, really hard-working, gritty performance in. This time, there's there's been that. There's absolutely been that. But there's, it's been goals aplenty. It's been going after teams, going right at the jugular, the top, top European teams and going toe-to-toe with them. And by coming out on top, you know, they've outperformed these teams as well, particularly at home. Really, really outperformed these really good teams. So fully, fully deserved and everybody should be. When, when we're talk talking out. about fans that have followed Rangers for a long time and are talking about the greatest night of their uh-huh. Footballing lives that, That's the size of what happened last night Yeah because it's so Out of step With the way the football world is Because Rangers started off In the qualifying rounds of the Europa League And We are a country With four uh, Teams who have been in European finals uh, we, It doesn't happen All the time And it was certainly Looking less likely to happen As the years rolled by because there's an imbalance There are the haves and the have-nots There are those who are loaded And those who are not loaded And the odds are stacked against those Who are not loaded But all of a sudden A momentum grew And if Rangers win In Seville Then you could argue It is the best of all European wins For Scottish clubs The thing is Kenny It didn't happen overnight You get the feeling that Rangers have been building towards this Maybe not this As in the final But they've been getting there You look since Stephen Gerrard came in They've not really had any properly disappointing nights in Europe And they've got progressively better and better Maybe one step at a time And I guess you could argue they've taken a few extra steps on this occasion But it's a team that just looks Really comfortable playing in European competition Yep, you're spot on It has been It's been building over the last four seasons now Uh Again, like you say, there's been so many teams and, I, and I've, I've watched every single one of the games and I don't think there's any team, you know, and it's been big teams that have came to Ibrox. I don't think, and I think, again, we've talked about it, Leon were, were, were special when they came in the, in the group stages and I think Leverkusen in the knockout stages a couple of seasons back. But out, outside of that, Rangers have been absolutely right in the game and anybody they've played, anybody that's came to play, they've, 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 they've not looked out of place. They've been more than a match for most so it's it's been building, and I mean that you're looking at guys. Al McGregor's over a hundred appearances. You know Conor Goldson since he's came to the club. I mean, this thing last night was the seventeenth appearance this season. So Conor Goldson's probably he's, he's not missed a game since he came mm-hmm. to Rangers. Basically, so he must be way over 50, 50 European games. Tav the same. There's a whole team with massive experience now in European competition. Mark, you mentioned you know everyone deserves credit, and that has to be the way it is. You don't get to this stage you know by just one or two people pulling their weight. But is is there anyone in particular you'd like to single out and praise tonight? Oh dear. <laughs> uh, honestly, I couldn't really put a finger on. One singular player But that probably leads me into my My question that I was wanting to ask you guys 
we James Tavernier. Now, I've always been at off oh, for God's sake, Tav type of person. <laughs> I'm glad you gave us. Have... I'm glad that was the polite version, wasn't it, Mark? Yeah, well, I, I thought I had to <laughs> had to stop myself, <laughs> but. I've always thought that there's some games he's been absolutely outstanding and there's some games and he goes in a couple of runs where he's not so great but taking that all away now is James Tavernier now one of our greatest captains? If Rangers again if Rangers win in Seville and he is top goal scorer in the competition Rangers right back is the top goal scorer in the competition but if Rangers win in Seville then he is able to be mentioned in the same breath as John Gregg because John Gregg captained Rangers in Barcelona in 1972 and there's a statue of John Gregg outside Ibrox. Now, I'm not suggesting that they phone up somebody and get James Tavernier measured for a statue. All I'm saying is that the man who leads Rangers to a European final win in 2022 Mm. is the equal of... The man who led Rangers to a European win in 1972. That's that's the thing about where we're at, Kenny. I'm not sure any of this stuff is overstated. That's what's staring all of these Rangers in the face, Rangers players in the face. But led by James Tavernier, you're talking about immortality in the eyes of the Rangers fans. That, that is it, and you know, Hughes absolutely spot on. And I do believe as well with with the uh, the gulf and and resources between German leagues, English leagues, and the Scottish leagues, Italian leagues that. The achievement of winning a European trophy now and this time is 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 incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And like you say, Tav's leading it. And not only leading it, he has taken the games by the scruff of the neck. He's been the go-to guy when the moment is needed. More often than not, he's the one that steps up at the back post and slams into the back of the net like he did last night. So he's, uh, he's and he is, he's so much more. I know Mark's talking about some of the moments, you know, and over his, over his seven years... He's the first guy that people turn to, you know, that's the, that's, that's the nature when you've been at the club a long time and you are up there to be shot at, you're always going to be the one that gets it in the neck as well when things are not going so well. But James is always there, stands up, doesn't miss a game, very touch wood, very, very rarely injured and he's there to be shot at. And that's why he's the captain, that's why he's the leader, you know, and that's why he deserves all the credit and the plaudits that he's getting. I feel like his goal scoring exploits are such that people are kind of shrugging their shoulders that the right the right back is the top scorer in the Europa League. Like this is normal behaviour. Yeah. Hugh Evans, we can't yeah. expect it. It's absolutely outrageous. I wonder how people from other parts of the footballing world are looking upon this. They must be, you know, double checking it as if you know that, that can't be right. If you're in this country, in this city in particular, and James Tavernier scores last night, the first question people who were not there ask is, was it a penalty? But James Tavernier is more than being just about penalties. Uh, He's a terrific penalty taker. He had a miss at Dundee a few weeks ago, but he's a terrific penalty taker. When the penalty's awarded, as I always say, you're not awarded a goal, you're awarded a penalty to see if you can get a goal. So he's good at that. His finish yesterday... Uh, was typical Tavernier and the the legend grows I never thought again in my lifetime I would stand here and say this man is the equal of John Gregg but on the 18th of May he has the chance to be the equal of John Gregg Uh, Thank you to Mark and Bells Hill let's bring in Carolyn in Mary Hill Carolyn I believe you were there last night does it get any better than that? Oh, I don't even know where to start here. Actually, to be, to be fair, the atmosphere was unbelievable. 
Um, like I say, I'm a Rangers supporter, as you know yourself. I've been to a lot of games as a child as well. My dad used to take us over there, but the, the performance with Rangers, the energy, everything about them, you know, the body language, they were going out there to win. There was, as soon as they touched that field, they were going out to win. I just, you could just tell. And I think the crowd just lost it altogether. They had that advantage as well. Um, I thought Lundstrom was absolutely outstanding. The solid his performances, what a difference. He's come on leaps and bounces, so he has. And the whole team just battled on and battled on. I don't even know. I can't even remember crying at a game, and I was in bits last night, I have to admit. And there was no even any embarrassment. It was joyful tears, and there was a lot more around me and bits as well, because we've been on a journey. We've been down at the bottom tier. I never let go of my season book. I kept a hold of it, because that's, you take the highs and the lows, and I'm very passionate about football, and I just thought, you know, we've came on this journey, and that's such a big achievement for Scottish football, and to actually go to the final. If we win it, which I've, I'm, I'm quite positive about us going there, and I think we could take this. Um, I just, overall, Tavernier as well, I think, you just touched on Tavernier there, I think his leadership is, you know, next to nothing is something else, and he is the guy that does take it in the neck. But the performance overall for a Rangers fan, I, I'm still in cloud nine. Was, uh, that the, was it the best moment you've ever experienced as a Rangers fan? Yes, and I've seen 1972 as well, but that was the best. But, but then again, it would have been different because I was only a child then, I was only mm-hmm. really little. But that is the best I've seen, and I've never ever broke down like that in tears with excitement. Um, I just thought the performance I think Gio's done no too bad with the Rangers obviously we still got players belong to Jared there but do you know what they all got together and they got their heads they just sleeves up and away they went out and we got the result that was expected Yeah Carolyn summed it up perfectly I think the way lots of Rangers fans would be feeling this achievement's littered with different Subplots, Hugh, and uh-huh. you know, let's work our way through them Carolyn mentions John Lundstrom I read a headline last night I looked it up from three months ago that John Lundstrom is on his way out of Ibrox and Middlesbrough want to you know, take him away and yeah. give him a, a new lease of life now he's scoring the clinching goal for Rangers in a Europa League semi-final yeah you throw in Tavernier slaughtered for a programme article about Rangers not being able to handle teams who get in their faces uh, you can throw in Lundstrom you can throw in Ryan Kent who people Frequently speak about in a disparaging way But I thought last night Ryan Kent Was just on the money All night long uh, And you know he's In the summertime Rangers may have to be careful Because the further you go in Europe The higher your profile The more people notice your Ryan Kents And what have you uh, So The other point that Caroline touched upon the, the wilderness years, I'll summarise it by saying the wilderness years when Rangers were out of the major league. Of course, that is now playing a big part mm-hmm. in the emotional groundswell that has built up over the European run because we can all remember being there. I, being, I remember going to Aloha. I'd never been in Aloha's ground before <laughs> until Rangers got there. <laughs> Uh, and various other places you're, uh, you're sending shivers oh. down Kenny's spine here Well you know They, they, they were they were ahead against Alloa And lost 3-2 He knows What's oh, this guy didn't you but, you two were pals But all of this adds to The way Caroline and Kenny And everyone else is feeling yeah. today That is it Kenny Because look You can view this achievement Through different 
lenses and people have been mentioning earlier about the finances, for instance, you know, what that means against the backdrop of a financial picture, which means Rangers shouldn't get there. And it is impossible to escape that. You know, we were talking about it last night, looking up the different landmarks. It was seven years ago, this kind of week or next week, that you were trying to back up Bilal Mojni in that scrap at Fir Park. And that felt like a, a pretty low moment. And seven years on, we're talking about a Europa League final here. We're talking about <laughs> statues are being mentioned and all sorts, you know. So through that lens, it's, it's maybe even more of an incredible achievement. Yeah, it is. And you know, nine years ago, I think they were awarded the third division title. You know, around about this time as well. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's wh- where the club's moved on from in the last nine years is is incredible to think it. Or two weeks' time, Rangers are going to play an Eintracht Frankfurt in a European final. You know, but I look at it from the point of view that being involved in it over in the coverage and feeling the the, the, the atmosphere inside the stadium, there's a very special connection I think between this group and the fans, especially on these nights. And I think there's also a very special connection in that dressing room between everybody involved. Uh, they seem to want to do it for each other. The the staff seem to get a response out of their, their players, which is all any manager or coach can ask. But it's, it's the group, the dressing room. Every single day they're in there, that, that's their inner sanctum. You know, that dressing room and what's going on in there at the moment seems to me is to be very, very special. And, you know, winning and, and these types of runs can can help that but the players for me deserve so much credit because Gio has been spot on we've touched on it right through this journey how his his tactics have been spot on but when a manager puts a plan into place the players when they cross that white line they must believe in it they must fully commit to it and they must stick to it and those players the performances that they've been putting on over this journey has been sensational and you you can talk about any individual player for me you can't I don't think yeah Tav's going to get it as a top scorer and Lundstrom has came out of that moment three months ago where he's potentially leaving the club and he's now with a cornerstone all that's good you know so but everybody Ryan Kent Joe Rebo having to do a different role in the absence of Morelos and Roof you know, and he done it so well. He done it so well for twenty minutes the week before in Leipzig. He also done it well against against Celtic on on Sunday as well. So there's so many players. Conor Goldson, a guy who's running his contract down and could have one eye thinking, "Oof, do I really want to be getting injured here?" When I could have a big money move down to England. No, no, he's right there. He's barely missed a game in four years. You know, every single one of them deserves huge credit. I mean, Hugh, this is the stage where no one can accuse you of getting ahead of yourself. It's there. It's ninety yeah. minutes away, and Carolyn says. I think Rangers can win it. Would yeah. you agree? Yeah, without doubt. Uh, I, I watched uh, Frankfurt's game against West Ham this afternoon and I don't think they're as good as Leipzig. I don't think they're as good as Borussia Dortmund. They're uh, either 11th or 12th in the Bundesliga. Uh, I, I do believe that if Rangers turn up and play as they have done throughout the knockout stages... I do believe that they go into the game in Seville as favourites. Well, the Bundesliga table would reinforce what Hugh just said about Dortmund and Leipzig. Clearly, Kenny, I mean, they have knocked out Barcelona. They have knocked out uh, West Ham as well. So it's going to be a fascinating one. But surely Rangers have done enough. And with all due respect to Frankfurt, this has to be a tie which Rangers will believe they can win. At this moment, they have to. You know, they've came through so many tough, tough battles against top, top teams. Eintracht Frankfurt are the next top, top team that they face. Yes, I don't think, I mean, the league table doesn't lie. We talked about this on Monday, but the, the, the teams at the top are the best teams, you know. So you would have, you've got to say that Leipzig and Dortmund are, are, are better outfits. 
<laughs> we can't get carried away You know Eintracht Frankfurt Like you've said They went to the new Camp And scored goals They beat Barcelona They knocked them again You're thinking about the teams That are in the final now You think the teams That have, have actually fell by the wayside Over the, the knockout stages Rangers can win It's as simple as that But they need to perform Here's what the manager Had to say on that very topic well, I mean, as I said many times before, you know, it starts all with belief. Anything you do, not only football, but the, lo- the, the work you do, or if you, you have to believe in something, you have to work towards the goal, whichever the goal is, and go all in and go everything and give everything you, uh, you, you, you can to, to achieve it. So for me, the most important thing today was the performance we gave. Not about the result, but we have to give the best performance we uh, we can and, and be the strongest team we can be on the night. And then it will come to you. And uh, so it starts with belief. So do we believe we can win the final? Of course we can win the final. But we respect the team. We're going to prepare well and make sure we are well prepared for the, for the game we play against Frankfurt. Thanks, Carolyn. The best night ever as a Rangers fan, she says. Fellow Rangers fans, to Carolyn, what do you think? Pick up the phone and let us know. This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans are here It's 01419511025 No prizes for guessing What the main topic of discussion has been tonight An unbelievable evening At Ibrooks. Pick up the phone and give us all your thoughts It needs no further introduction It is of course a big weekend In the Premiership as well So let's hear your thoughts on that, but in the meantime, let's stick with last night because Thomas in Barhead is on the line, and I wonder how you're feeling about it all, Thomas. Have you calmed down after last night? Uh, just about. I'm looking forward to my fourth European final involving Rangers uh, that I've sort of witnessed. Um, how does this one compare then, Thomas? Because you're you're very fortunate, you know, for a, a lot of Rangers fans, this will be the first or maybe the second. But how, how does it compare? I would say. It, it, it's if even getting to the final, I would say, is the best so far. In as much as when we won it in '72, we got to the final in '67, same as uh, Celtic. But in, back in the days, you basically had the first round, second round, quarter final, semi final, and you were in the final. You basically played four ties and you were in the final. It was more of an even, apart from Real Madrid in the early '60s, it was more of an even playing field. Um, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think even Celtic got through one of the, the rounds on the toss of a coin. If not in '67, then round about that time. So that was it. Wasn't the same challenge to get to a final. Um, now the, the gulf is is absolutely massive, and when you consider again from Rangers' point of view where they were ten years ago to where they are now, you know, ten was it nine years ago? On last night we picked up the. The title after yep. beating Berwick Rangers, and now nine years later you're in the final. I would say in my lifetime, and that goes back a long way, it's certainly the best. Um, it's some achievement. My main, my main praise the the players and the fans are getting rightly getting the praise, but I think a lot of praise has to go to Gio when he came in at first. He's come into a team that wasn't his team. He had a few dodgy results, and fingers were starting to be pointed, including by me. I have to be honest. Um, but in Europe, now that he's found his feet with a team that's not even his own players, I think his tacticalness is really first class because he can change a game and he can tweak it um, as the game's in progress. The fact that he's playing Lundstrom as a centre-half and then as the game 
progressed last night. He brought on Balogun. I thought at half time, I said to my sons, we've got to substitute Goldson. He's one foul away from a red card. And when he started the second half, I thought, this is, again, this is a bad decision. Goldson was outstanding after considering he's walking in very thin ice. You're pushing Lundstrom a wee bit further forward. That's where your third goal comes from. And it was the same in the semi final when he subbed, he brought on Arfield and the Sakala. And again, I'm looking, I'm questioning his substitutions. I'm thinking, you know, you're taking on Ruth, this could go to penalties. Um, and again, that's where your winning goal comes from. So he ha- that's why I'm quite confident going into the final that, again, he lost his, he had a false number nine in Aribo. He lost him through injury. Um, and again, still tactically quite astute, kept a tight line. Very, very impressed with you. Yeah, that's the thing, Hugh. You make it to a European final, there is no way that doesn't reflect brilliantly on the manager. It, under any circumstances But then when you look at all the little tweaks and decisions he's had to make It's a, an extra feather in the cap I'm trying to imagine if Rangers won in Seville You know, a, a manager who Brings a European trophy to Scotland But is not quoted Wasn't even the shortlist for manager of the year um, It's just the timing isn't it? Yeah, they do this every yeah. year, it's difficult um, Whether it was Steven Gerrard or Giovanni Van Bronckhurst One Recurring theme of Rangers over the last three or four seasons has been good performances in Europe because don't forget that Steven Gerrard was capable of getting fine results as well. But this is truly exceptional. Um, from the moment he took Rangers into the knockout stages, peculiarly, a lot of mistakes have been made on the domestic front. That's why Celtic are 24 hours away from being champions. But in terms of European football, now, Thomas on the line is going back to Scott Simon, you know, in 1967. Scott Simon, Willie Waddle, Walter Smith. And here we have Giovanni mm. Van Bronckhurst, a matter of months into the job. Yeah. And in a fortnight's time, he might be a European trophy winner. As fate would have it, Stephen Gerrard was behind you on the TV screen at that very moment. Kenny Miller, how much praise does the current mm. Rangers manager deserve? Massive amounts. I mean, you're right, you, you don't get to the... This stage of a, of a European competition If the manager's not got something about him He's not picking the right team He's not giving the, that team the right tactics And like I said, last night There was there was a back three last night But Lundstrom Every time he's playing the back three He just slots in between Goldson or Bassey Or Goldson and Balogun Last night he's on the right You know, and there's reasons behind it This is not just, oh, we'll just put him on the right His right foot For me, I don't know I don't know what the reasons were Was it because Nkunku was maybe going to be out there And he's he's pacey and he's a real threat And they felt with Lundstrom's physicality That he could be across there and and match that Because they went full throttle against uh, Leipzig last night They left their back three man for man And they pushed Barisic up They pushed Kamara up onto Campbell Even in in, uh, in possession Kamara was pushing up so, so high, leaving Ryan Jack to try and get there and get on the ball, but he was getting closer to Aribo so he could be that support to him uh, from centrally, not just from Kent and right wide. It was, for me, so, so brave, but absolutely perfect in what was required to get through last night. Do you know what? Thomas is going way back, and I love Thomas's memories because he, he can take it all in. He can put a perspective on it that I certainly can't. And lots of people have been doing the whole, yeah, nine years ago it was... Berwick and seven years ago it was the playoff and whatever else that's all well and good Does en- did anyone see this coming when Rangers lost their first two games of the group stage 2-0 to Lyon 1-0 to Sparta Prague two games no points not a goal scored I don't think it, having gone out of the Champions League qualifiers to 10-man Malmo I don't think at that point anyone would have anticipated uh, a European final 
Not at all, and that was we did discuss that last night about the performances in that last four games and the results that were required just to even get through to the round of 32 were, uh, I mean, it was a long, long way back at that point. Like you say, you lost the first two, no points after two, after two games. It was always going to be a long way, but this team just seemed to dig in. They've got that experience, like we've talked about before. They've already had three seasons of really, really good campaigns in Europe under, under Stephen Gerrard. So, that, I mean, they weren't phased. They just dug in, they'd done the job, they, they stuck to the task and they got the results and got through. I mean, Thomas, we heard just before you came on and before the, the travel, we heard Giovanni van Bronckhorst on the belief that they can win it. How full of belief are you? Um, I'm actually more full of belief that we can win the final than I was eh, last night going into the game and certainly at 2-1. Um, again, I thought it was going to be when Leipzig scored in the last five minutes um, in Germany. I thought that was going to be a hard comeback even although the away goals rule had gone. And at 2-0 when they scored and made it 2-1 and for that wee 10 minute spell they seemed to be dominating and breaking down Rangers and Rangers looked tired at that point and my money was on Leipzig with had a good run you know just unfortunately it was a great goal um, to, to bring them back into it but at that point I thought yeah I think we're out so going into Eintracht and hopefully hopefully Ruth's fit Ramsey's fit although I don't know you know, the, the game he played in the last two legs against Leipzig, you know, would you change it? I don't know. He's got the options of going with that same formation, but hopefully he's got the additional bonus of having a fit Ruth and a fit um, Ramsey. So I'm certainly more confident going into Eintracht. It's not an easy feat. Um, they've beat us 12-4 over two legs many, many, many years ago. Um, but more hopeful this time than I was last night. I'm looking forward to the next two weeks where we seriously debate whether Rangers should just deliberately not play with a striker in a Europa League final because it might be it might be a genuine discussion to be had given how successful uh, it's been. But we'll leave it there for now. Thank you, Thomas in Barhead. It takes us up nicely to time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. TheScottishSun.co.uk/slash/football. Right, come on then. Beat the pundit. The final matchup of the week. It's your chance to go into the weekend having beaten Kenny Miller or Hugh Keevans. What a popular choice both of them would be. So let's hear from you. You do need to call before seven o'clock though, and your chance to beat the pundit is next. Tackle the headlines. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans is here Kenny Miller as well He's just about calmed himself down He was inside Ibrox last night I have to say Hugh Will we give him a mention? Will we do it right now? The alternative man of the match From last night Mr Halliday What a Going star e- Explain I think look the, Everyone knows How yep. he feels About the team that got To the Europa League final yep. last night So you would think That he had big plans To either go to the game Or watch it But no My daughter Works in a school uh, for children who have special needs When they run out of money She calls her old dad And says can you put together a panel Have a question and answer session And we'll sell tickets So I put together the panel And Andy very kindly agreed to be on it And then, <laughs> then Rangers, Rangers versus Leipzig <laughs> May the 5th at Ibrox And I thought every day I waited For Andy to phone and call off Every day and never, uh, I would text you and say, "Can you tell Andy this is the address for the?" And he turned. He was the first to turn up last night. He thoroughly enjoyed himself. The audience liked him being there when they were having the raffle. 
We had a break And Andy watched Ibrooks on his phone uh, But he did not let me down And I My daughter And the people at the school Owe Andy Halliday As well as all the other panellists A tremendous vote of thanks He's a man of his word You should have heard what he was calling you by the way But he's a man yeah, of his bro. word Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football I have all the games for him to miss, eh? Right, let's play Beat the Pundit Keep your calls coming on last night There is a big weekend in the title race as well It could be pretty much wrapped up I think that's as far as we can go I think everyone knows if Celtic win tomorrow The goal difference means it's done But, you know you know the way the accuracy works So it's not officially over But nearly there Jordan's in Armadale tonight On Beat the Pundit How's it going Jordan? How you doing mate? Have you ever played before? Uh, first time Oh right okay Have you ever Who would you favour out of these two? Kenny or Hugh Evans? Weird one Because Hugh Evans follows about 150 folk in far And I'm one of them I don't know why I don't know how <laughs> Uh, I don't know how that happened <laughs> <laughs> I love that Kenny uh, Jordan Because you know what Neither does he No offence I'm looking no. at the, the glazed expression on his face And you, you've no idea How or when or why you did well, that uh, Jordan are you, are you uh, one of my 56,000 followers? Oh look at him Oh he's, dro- he's dropping that uh, in there I thought he was going to say what's to are you Are you nice <laughs> to him Jordan on there? Definitely, I've not got a bad word to say about you, no, no. Unless you beat him tonight, of course. Right, let's toss the coin. If it's heads, it will be Hugh Keevans and Jordan, Twitter pals. And if it's tails, it will be Kenny Miller instead. I think it's been tails nearly every night this week, but true to form, tails again. Thought we were getting a wee change there. Kenny, you are up. So let me set up this clock and give Kenny something else to listen to. We'll put 30 seconds on it, Jordan. Just answer as many as you can and pass if you don't know, okay? You ready, Jordan? Well, that doesn't sound good. Where's he gone? Don't tell me the bottle's crashed. Nah, I can't. Have you still? I can still see his name on the screen. Jordan, can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, good. We've got you loud and clear. Right, 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now. Name either Irishman to have played for Celtic this season. Jordan, can you hear us? I can hear you. Perfect, yep. What's your answer? Oh, this has never happened before, producer Callum. This is good fun. Right, we'll bring Kenny Miller back so he knows what's going on. Well, I don't know what's going on, so I don't know how I'm going to try and explain it to you. I don't know if Jordan can hear me. So I'm sitting... Oh, no, no, that's the count is gone. The time's up. I've only asked one question and just had nothing <laughs> back. And I thought, the answer, I thought he's, he's taking his time here. He's really worried about this answer. Um... Right, there we go, Hugh. This is what this is what they call a uh, padding, I oh. believe. See when you've not really got any idea what's going on, so you just keep talking and talking and talking and, and hope that something will magically fix itself. Is this a technical knockout? Something like that. I mean, we're gonna get Jordan back. Right, Jordan, we've got you this time. You ready? Hello, I'm here. Right, good. I'm ready. Let's get rid of Kenny Miller again. Thirty seconds on the clock, your time starts now. Name either Irishman to play for Celtic this season. McCarthy Name either scorer In Rangers first win Of the Europa League run In the groups this season Avenir Which current Scottish League 1 club Used to play their home games At Brockville Airdrie Which club is currently The most northern team In the Premiership Ross County Name any current Scottish Premiership club Who've never won The top flight league Oh can you speak that Can you speak that Name any current Scottish Premiership club Who've never won The top flight league 
Uh, Ross County Okay Let's bring Kenny back Kenny can you hear us Sure can Good No more technical hitches 30 seconds on the clock Same set of questions And your time starts now Name either Irishman To play for Celtic this season Oh James McCarthy Name either scorer In Rangers first win Of the Europa League groups This season Morelos Which current Scottish League 1 club Used to play their home games At Brockville Falkirk Which club is currently The most northern team In the Scottish top flight Ross County Name any current Scottish Premiership club Who've never won The top flight league Livingston uh, Which side won Scottish League 1 last month Cove And which side did John Hartson Leave Celtic to join In 2006 West Ham Okay Jordan what's the verdict Aye uh, I've been smashed there man I go for about Four more questions Didn't we That tends to be an issue I mean you started well Jordan You sounded like You know, you knew your stuff uh, You both went James McCarthy You could have gone Liam Scales um, So it was one all Incidentally you were both Wrong on the second one It was Balogun and Roof Who got the goals Against Bronby That's fine So still one each Like to be fair Jordan is f- At least for He's still officially The Falkirk manager The season's over What's the you don't even know, contract. The best will be paying me That's for right. sure <laughs> He's the Falkirk <laughs> manager Jordan and he, So he was bound to know That they used to play At Brockville So he goes 2-1 uh, In front You both got Ross County You both knew The next one as well You had the choice of Livy, Ross County St Johnston Or St Mirren Who've never won The top flight So there's only one in it But you're right He extended his, his lead Because Cove Rangers Won Scottish League 1 And it was the wrong West It was West Brom after Celtic for, for John Hartson So do you know what Jordan It wasn't bad at all But Kenny's pipped you Hard lines Ah I'm okay Thanks Kenny Jordan. Cheers mate Good man Keep following Hugh on Twitter Be nice <laughs> Cheers mate Thanks very much All the best Jordan and Armadale There on Beat the Pundit That was a good game I like that Kenny Miller's dishing out Hand gestures though To suggest he's happy With the win Hugh The two Irish at Celtic uh, Liam Scales the other James one, McCarthy it? Liam yeah. Scales Yeah so There we go Okay 0141 951 1025. Let's bring in Craig in Moody'sburn. Craig, how does it feel to be a Rangers fan tonight? Feels amazing, mate. I mean, my voice, I don't know if you can hear me, but a horse. I was seeing your producer there. I'm not sure if I'll get through the phone call, but um, I was I was actually not too far from Kenny because um, my season ticket's in the enclosure. Uh, I have to say, Kenny's to be honest, which isn't hard, but Amazing, amazing. Um, last night, Beach Palmer for me. Uh, I've listened to a few recallers talking about the atmosphere and stuff. Palmer was the Palmer, and I think it was '99, the Champions League qualifier. Uh, Vidmar, and I think it was we uh, we Reina. I think scored the goals. That for me, as I say, I can barely speak to you. <laughs> my voice is at horse, but um, my main point was um, to the producer that up until the last, you know, few weeks, uh, the well, up until so far of the season, Calvin Bassey, I think, had been my player of the year for Rangers. But John Lundstrom, you know, I, I think I was speaking to my mate last night in the, the supporters bus on the way home. I can't remember a, a player having such a a turnaround in such a short space of time, possibly Fernando Rickson, even that that was a little bit longer that he took to kind of, you know, um, not win the supporters over as such, but, you know, such a bizarre start to his Rangers career, you know, getting hooked at Parkhead, etc. Not that Lundstrom did, but Lundstrom, as you mentioned earlier on, was on his way out in January, by all accounts. Um, but I, I, I'll be perfectly honest with you guys. I, I wasn't a massive fan of Van Bronckhorst <laughs> up until um, a few weeks ago. I was 
I was on the show a couple of months ago and I was saying I, I didn't really get what he was doing, but it takes managers time, as, as we see across the city. I, I don't want to mention him tonight at all, but you know, even with Gerard, you know, it takes managers time to to get their philosophy across. And Van Bronckhorst, this you know, free at the back in Europe, particularly, is is really impressed, and it gives Ryan Kent that kind of freedom of the pitch to to go wherever he wants and. You know, it's, it's his, the free role, I think, for Ryan Kent has been really, really impressive in Europe for me. Um, but, yeah, I, I think for me, Lundstrom, as I said to the producer there a, a little while ago, Lundstrom and um, particularly Gio have, 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 have been absolutely amazing. You know, both in, obviously, Lundstrom in, in terms of a, a, a on the pitch and Gio off the pitch. But I, I'm absolutely buzzing. I had my flights booked to Seville. <laughs> A couple of weeks ago, to be honest with you, but oh, well, that's uh, you're a wise man looking at the prices. Kenny Miller was looking at the prices during the break. He tells me they're eye watering, Craig. So you're all sorted, are you? I'm all sorted, mate. I, I mean, it was, it was one of the ones. It was. Um, I said again, sorry, I keep going back, but I, I said to the producer, I was. I felt something special was going to happen. I thought, you know, 150 years. You know, obviously the, the devastating news about Walter and Jimmy. Obviously, I didn't know about Jimmy prior to. to, to you know, a couple of days ago, but there was, some, there was something special I felt, you know, that was going to happen with Rangers this year, and I, I, just, I just felt, I had the, the same feeling I had in 2008, it was just, it was completely different, you know, that this season we've outscored everybody as in 2008, we bored everybody to death and won in the legal <laughs> rule, if you like, um, but it was, um, I watched, I watched it back, one of your previous callers said to watch the highlights back today, I was off work today because of my voice actually, I'm call centre, believe it or not, of all things, but... Um, Craig, if they're listening, you sound fine, you're going to get the P45 through the door. I, I well, Kenny sounds better, as I say, my, my, my season tickets in the enclosure, and obviously Ali Danson's <laughs> went viral, and I, I seen Kenny busting a couple of moves last night, but... Surely not, I wonder about after the game, because you're right Craig, I think Kenny's voice sounds a wee bit under the weather. That wasn't the singing though mm-hmm. <laughs> Was it a long night was it? Yeah it was a good night I know that And did it extend beyond the 90 minutes And then beyond Ibrooks and then Listen it absolutely did it was, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was well worth it as well You know just a few celebratory toasts To the to the lads that have just made the final Hugh if nothing else you have to admire Craig Who's phoned in sick for his job in a call centre Then phoned what is essentially Just a really popular call centre And displayed a voice that sounds absolutely fine I hope his boss isn't listening He's a chancer He's making all the right points I mean John Lundstrom These stories happen You know, People are quick to jump to conclusions And Craig, by his own admission, jumped to his own conclusion about Giovanni mm. Van Bronckhurst. There must be a lot of Rangers fans who uh, are eating humble pie today. Yep. Because, you know, Giovanni sat there while Hibs took Rangers apart. I know it wasn't on his watch officially, uh, but it was a heck of a start to uh, moving to Scotland again to lose to Hibs in the in the cup match. Um and he's had his critics because of what's happened in the league. Started with a six-point advantage, ended up with a six-point deficit. And we've said all along, and it's factually correct, had it not been for this Europa League run, Giovanni Van Bronckers might have been in a bit of bother this weekend because Celtic can wrap up the title. Uh, so... Craig's jumped to conclusions about Lundstrom, jumped to conclusions about Giovanni Van Bronckers, but at least... Is man enough to admit that he thought that then he doesn't think so now. Were you actually dancing last night? 
Uh, and I've seen Ali McCoist move, and I thought you were more think, laid back. You know what it is, but my hamstrings were a wee bit sore this morning, right? But I think it was after the first goal, I think Ali jumped on me, and I had to actually hold him up. His, his legs were round me, and I'm, I'm holding him up. But there was a few, uh, I wouldn't say dance moves, but a wee bit of celebration when the when the team came round to the at corner the just in front of the gantry. It was a, it was a nice it's, moment. It's hard to get away from you know the John Lundstrom story because he scored the goal that clinches it, Kenny, and it was incredible even to watch, not just his... Journey through the last few months But just throughout the 90 minutes There was a moment in the second half I'm sure you'll remember it I think he gets the ball He's trying to sort of stride forward And hit a shot And he doesn't And he, he, he passed it out wide And in here we said Oh he looks knackered He looks absolutely dead in his feet Which was understandable And then all of a sudden I think he snapped into a tackle Went on a run And a couple of moments later The goal falls And he looked like You know He'd just recovered He looked like he'd found an extra lung somewhere And it's been some story, hasn't it? It has been. You know, and it wasn't the only one I thought it was looking a bit tired because of the tactics uh, that, that were deployed by Gio. It was a lot of hard work and a lot of energy for the for the lads, particularly particularly off the ball, to go, go so high. And if, if Leipzig did get through them, there's an 80-yard track back to your goal. I mean, you think of Ryan Jack's tackle in the first half. He's got away, got, they got turned, they got through the press and he got back. But yeah, his story's been his story's been remarkable, you know. But like you say, it takes time sometimes for players, no matter where they've come from, Bigger clubs or bigger leagues. Sometimes when they come into this goldfish bowl in Glasgow, it takes them a little bit of time to settle. And Lundstrom himself says any of that any of that kind of exit chat in, in January is a lot of nonsense. Uh, but now he's absolutely grown and to be a pivotal player for this for this team, not only on the field but I would say as a leader in that dressing room as well. Uh, thank you, Craig. It was nice to hear from you. Enjoy Seville. You'll probably be unemployed at the time as well, so you can stay out there a bit longer. That was Craig uh, in Moody's Burn. Let's bring in Ross. Who is a Celtic fan on the line? What's your point tonight, Ross? Um, hi guys, hi Kenny. How hope you're well. Um, I'm on tonight basically as a neutral fan. I, I think you need to take credit where credit's due, and I think last night wasn't a fluke. Um, this has been an ongoing season with Rangers in Europe this year, and the results, if you look at them, are remarkable. And I think last night, I know I'm a Celtic fan, but I think you just need to stand up and applaud that. And I think it's just tremendous to see a Scottish team in Europe again going to the final. Um, my point tonight is about the Scottish Cup final. Do you think the SFA will maybe consider moving it a week till the Rangers' time to prepare for two finals in three days? Is that an option? Because I think the Asker club to go away in Europe is one thing, but to try and manage two finals in three days is a bit hectic. I'm glad you brought up the point because it reminds me that Motherwell deserves some credit for moving the game prior to these Leipzig matches. I think we've played a part in this, Hugh, that yeah. has gone unrecognised so far. Um, Must be nice for you to be, <laughs> to be close to success somewhere. Yep, absolutely. Take everything you can get. I don't think they can move the Scottish Cup no, final. No, that, the, that's the, for sure. The um, organisation of a Cup final is a mammoth administrative exercise for instance Hart, well Hearts sold out their tickets today yeah. I happened to be at Tynecastle they sold out online there was a big queue outside as well yeah. it's just, it's television has to be taken into account uh, the police they, they can't just make up their plans on the hoof everyone needs to know what's going on so it works one of two ways doesn't it if Rangers win in Seville they arrive back they, they could walk back and still not be tired uh, If Rangers lose in Seville Then we'll see what effect mm. it has on them In a very short space of time Kenny I think what we did show If I'm being serious this time That there was a willingness to try And there was a willingness to help The SPFL accommodated it Motherwell accommodated it They made it happen so, so there is that willingness there You do wonder as Hugh says If there becomes a point Especially when you're so late on in the season 
that there's just not that much scope. I mean, what, what do you do? I know that Ross has mm. asked the question. The Scottish Cup final isn't getting moved. They can't really move the Scottish Cup final. It's set there for the 21st of May. And Rangers have three league fixtures before then. Should we be looking to really, really push the boat out and, and try and do something drastic? Or is that just the 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 beauty, if you can call it that, of, of being successful and getting to cup finals? I think it's a bit of both. I don't mean, again, I don't know what goes into... I mean, like you say, it'll be a big effort to actually get a, a cup final planned. Could it be moved one day to, to the Sunday? I don't know. I think it's maybe worth asking the question if you can give your team an opportunity to go and have the best possible chance of going having success uh, in, in a European final, which, again, will we ever see it again? We probably thought no after 2008, but yet here again we are. So uh, I think you can ask the question, but it might, it might be out of the question. you know. So, like you say, Rangers have had a wonderful season. They would have knew if they get to the Europa League final that that was what they were going to be facing that week. So, uh, you listen, this, this team, they've played 120 minutes against Braga, 120 minutes then to go again on against Celtic in a semi-final. Their fitness levels are through the roof. You, you see that in their performances. So it's maybe something they're just going mm-hmm. to have to kind of swallow and get on with. Hopefully, again, it'll be off the back of a, a European, yeah. sorry, a Europa League one. Because, Hugh, um, look, I get that we're now talking even greater resources and a different planet financially but just as an example this you know what successful teams have to do yeah. Jurgen Klopp's always banging on about it Liverpool have got six more games to play before the end of this month six we're already on this what is it the 6th of May uh, they've got six more fixtures yeah. to play I think Rangers have got four uh, albeit the, the Champions League final is a week later so there is, as, as Ross says and Kenny says we should be mindful of it and, and try and, and try and be accommodating like, like we yeah. did earlier on Whilst also just acknowledging that it's not always easy. It's one of the anomalies of being a successful club. You have to factor in that this might happen. And again, to go back to the organisation of a cup final. I mean, Hearts have sold out their tickets, as you said, Gordon. So if you tell them you've moved it to another day, uh, you know you, you can't then tell supporters they're not getting their money back if they want it. So all sorts of organisational chaos, it's part and parcel of being a big club. You're in the big trophies until the closing stages late in the season. In this strangest of season ends, Ross, we've been saying it for the last week or so, somehow the unthinkable has happened and both Celtic and Rangers fans have got something to be happy about. Usually one is on top and the other one's in the gutter and it's all drama. Um, but your Celtic team could pretty much wrap up the title tomorrow. You fancy that? Is that going to happen? Yeah, no. As you say, Gordon, it's it's a weird it's a weird season. Um, but I'll take for example, I was at the game on Sunday there, and at the end of an old firm game, normally one manager's getting criticised and another man's getting pro- uh, getting praised. But coming out of the game on Sunday, both sets of fans were happy with a draw, so it was weird. Um, but no, I'm hopeful we can get a win tomorrow. Uh, and as Anne says, nothing's won yet, so let's just keep pushing. And until it's mathematically done, then that's when we'll start celebrating. Yeah, but see, you don't mess around with that sort of stuff, Hugh. No. You, I mean, it's done if if they win tomorrow, isn't it? What is it, 19 goals, is it? A 19-goal yeah. swing it would take? I mean. Listen, <clears> look at the background to this match. Anne's post Gogley's first league game, lost to Hearts. This league game against Hearts could make him the title-winning manager a week after he was named the manager of the season. There's all sorts going on tomorrow. The Celtic captain is the player of the year for his fellow professionals. 
the Hearts captain is the player of the year for the Scottish Football Writers Association and they're up against each other. One of them will influence the outcome of that match. Celtic have to hope it's Callum McGregor. Hearts will hope it's Craig Gordon. Fascinating game tomorrow. Yeah, how do you feel about it, Kenny? It's always it's just a difficult one. Ange Postacoglu cannot and will not stand and say, yeah, if we win tomorrow, it's all over. He's just never going to do that. But I think for us on the outside, it's a bit easier. It is, but... I mean, look at the amount of goals. It's, it's, it's un, I mean, you can't turn that around. You know, you absolutely can't. So, mathematically, it won't be done. So, you're right, Ange won't, he won't admit that. But it's a big, big step tomorrow. Mm. Listen, Hearts will not make it easy. Hearts are a really, really good team and, and they've got to be building a little bit mm. of momentum going into a cup final in a few weeks as well. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big game. Again, you would expect Celtic to... To go and, get the result. and then Matthews. of course the Rangers might just be properly all focused on Seville you might get a game tomorrow yeah, uh, on Sunday was, sorry and they I might drop last points night the boots could easily be dusted <laughs> off but you know unfortunately you can't register players after a certain oh, is that what it is that's, that's what's what stopping it, yeah. it right but you look at the, the matches that Celtic have played against Hearts this season as I say Ange Postacoglu's first game in the league yeah. 2-1 defeat at Tynecastle there was the game at Celtic Park where Kyogo scored and Robbie Nielsen wasn't happy thought it was offside uh, they've all been as close as can be and tomorrow will be no different but you will not be able to tell any Celtic fan inside the ground that the league in the event of Celtic winning the match isn't over yeah. isn't over it is over and there will be a lap of honour at the end of the game but hearts will not come to be sacrificial lambs Thank you Ross Any other Celtic fans out there You're more than welcome To get in touch Plenty more to come From last night's game At Ibrox as well Keep the calls coming Taking your calls On Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevens Are about to team up Kenny was the experienced Campaigner in many A football team And Hugh the experienced Campaigner in here Let's see what the knowledge Can produce combined the last time Rangers reached a European final, 2008, can you name the nine players who made the most appearances that season but are not from the UK or Ireland? So we're looking for the nine players who made the most appearances for Rangers in the 07-08 season who are not from the UK or Ireland. Nacho Novo. Nacho Novo is indeed correct. Well done, Hugh. Quella. Carlos Cuellar is also correct. Him, Danny. Okay, good start. We'll leave it there. And it's a blistering start. I'm confident you'll get to the end of them. Uh, fulltime at Clyde1.com. That is the address you need. Fulltime at Clyde1.com. Send your questions in, just like this one tonight. Or if you want something completely different, uh, get your thinking cap on and send it in. There were so many uh, Rangers players involved last night and wanting to share their feelings at full time. Let's hear a bit from Leon Balligan, who was brought on in the game. Helped Rangers to get over that line. I'm not going to say it's easy, but also it's not too hard if you have this incredible support behind you. I think everybody knew, um, because of what happened at the beginning of the week, that we might need more. And I think they gave us more throughout the whole 90 minutes. And um, as, I said, it was, as I said, it was a very, very special night. And we knew that before. And then kind of we go into these games. We said it before the first leg in Leipzig that we just need a result. And if you bring a good result back to Ibrox and anything can happen because we just know it's not easy coming here we know the energy we have here at home with the fans with the supporters and um, yeah we had that little bit of extra motivation because of Jimmy as well yeah that was you know twice within there mentioning the week it's been mentioning Jimmy Bell by name at the end Kenny 
Did you ever fear that the emotion of the week could have an adverse effect on Rangers? You know, you know more than you and I certainly what type of role Jimmy Bell would play in a week and in particular on a match day. And the, the absence must have been glaring. Did you ever wonder it was going to have a negative impact? No, I never. I just felt that the the impact that he's, he's made on the football club, the relationships that he's got with the players and, and everybody else that surrounds the club, they know that he would have wanted them to go out, put on a show and win that game and get his beloved Rangers to a cup final, a European cup final. So that had to be the driving force behind it. You know, and every single player who's discussed it, you see Glenn Camaro, what he done when he, when he scored, you know, it, it meant so much to so many. In fact, it meant so much to every single person that's, that's touched that club. You know, anybody that's came across him, whether it be manager, player or staff member, he's... Uh, He's been through it all, you know. So it was, uh, it was always going to be a for me. It was going to be an emotional night. There's no, no getting away for that. But the lads were always going to go and, and if, if they could give more to what they've already gave to this journey, they were always going to go that extra step. And some things are just written, like you say, what's happened over the course of the season with a passing to two legends of the football club and the fiftieth year anniversary when the cup winners cup, the hundred fiftieth anniversary of the football club. You know. Stars might be aligning for, for something special in a cut in 12 days' time. Yeah, I mean, if you believe in that sort of stuff, you yeah. find it. But even if you don't, you, it's hard to shake off some of the coincidences. Kenny's listed a few of them. If you want to throw the sort of tongue in cheek rivalry thing into it, it's in Seville, in case you hadn't noticed. Yeah, you know, yeah. where Celtic went in 2003. It's, um, it's, you add to that the performances of Rangers, it's kind of felt like a long time that they, they were building something this season. Celtic and Rangers are. Incredible clubs for that kind of thing. I remember two days after Tommy Burns died, Celtic won the league at Tadice, and the atmosphere was spine tingling. I remember you pointing to the screen in here when, after Billy McNeil died, the winning goal was scored by Celtic in the 67th minute. There are amazing things that go on in that regard, and there was such a groundswell of emotion last night that it was one of the reasons why um, I'm sure Kenny felt and many others felt that it wasn't going to end in failure. So let's bring in Roger, who's a Rangers fan, and see how he's feeling after last night. As, as the show goes on, Roger, I'm wondering if the Rangers fans will progressively start to calm down, but maybe it'll take a few weeks for that to happen. Um, as a bit longer than that, Gordon. Good evening, good evening panel. Hello. Um, but I... Uh, I phoned a couple of seasons ago and, and she was on the panel I can't remember who else was on and I, I would have sacrificed Rangers winning the league that season if you remember for Rangers to win the European Trophy I'm 90 minutes away from my Holy Grail seeing my team win another European Trophy um, yeah I would still sacrifice it this season it looks like but unfortunately we are because Celtic probably win it over the next few games and it's just an amazing feeling uh, I was on the other night there as well uh, and you asked me how I felt I never thought I was in the room with my cat if you remember really and um, I was remarkably calm and I, I really even up to kick off last night and walking to the game I was getting early and I met my two sons after the game and, and I was very emotional I, I, I admit I was very emotional the grown men were crying last night I watched the highlights at work today during my lunch break uh, for seven eight minutes I fast forwarded to John Lewis' school and then the, the final whistle. I have never experienced an atmosphere at Ibrox, and I'm talking about self firm games, um, Dino Kia, Parma, Dortmund, um, and I've been going to Ibrox since 1973. I am over the moon and I'm really proud of my football club right now. Yeah, I mean, you can't argue with the fact that European trophies 
don't come along too often yeah. for Scottish clubs and I'm sure that um, Roger and every other Rangers supporting man, woman and child will happily give up the league title to Celtic um, for the chance to win a European trophy and I'm sure that every Celtic supporting man, woman and child is dreading the thought of Rangers winning a European trophy even though they are potentially on the verge of becoming the champions here after losing the league by 25 points last season. That's how it works here. I mean, for the bigger picture, if you like, Kenny, we're now in a serious conversation about Rangers being in the Champions League group stages next season, all season long. All we've spoken about is how the league winner will get there and get all the riches and the other one won't and that's why it's so important to win the league this season all of a sudden Rangers have done it the or could be about to do it the other way can you imagine both of them in the Champions League group stages next season and it's not only been in the group stages it's going into pot one you know so for Rangers yeah it's, uh, it's an opportunity where you might have a better opportunity to progress you know through, through the group stages because you may not have the two bigger hitters in the group above you, you know, so it's they're now ninety minutes away. Rangers are from group state. Well, firstly, winning the European Trophy, which would be phenomenal. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves and looking at the next season. But if they can achieve that, the team, the group, the management, absolutely immortalised for embedded in Rangers history, you know, and they'll never ever be forgotten. But moving into next season, Champions League football, everything that comes along, and you're right. Everybody was focused so much on the league. That's so important, so important. Like, because, you, and again, it, it just speaks to the task that Rangers have had in front of them. And you never ever imagined that a Scottish team would get to a, a, a European final and have that opportunity. But they're 90 minutes away from achieving it. How confident are you of winning this thing, Roger? Like a chance after some of the, the teams have kind of um, uh, put to the sword. Uh, well, 50-50 chance, just like Frankfurt. Um, uh, we go there. I, I don't have no fear. Um, I, I generally don't know much about them. We befriended a couple of uh, German Leipzig supporters last night uh, who came over with their young daughter, uh, and they, they got into the, one of the whole stories along the road west. And uh, he said that the atmosphere was unbelievable. And he'd been to Celtic Park a few seasons ago when they played them um, over by, and he said there was a great atmosphere as well. But he said last last night was special. He said, asked for a rundown in, in Frankfurt. I think it was mentioned earlier on that they're sitting living in the league and we've beaten the team who are fourth, fifth, and then obviously Bush and Dortmund. But we're having a chance, and it, it, now we've got there. Uh, yeah, it was a, a bit of a nervous um, situation last night when he scored because I thought Rangers looked a bit, a bit leggy and, and they the put his back, but the, the, the roar of that goal went in was just, oh, I'll live me forever. But it could be a clutch to the 14th of May, I'll tell you. Well, you yeah, that's, that's the thing, Hugh. I mean Domenico Tedesco the RB Leipzig head coach said the atmosphere was the best he's ever experienced in a stadium anywhere it was crazy mm-hmm. it was electrifying it played its part and it has been a crucial part of Rangers getting to this point like they, there will be Rangers fans finding ways of getting into the game in Seville unfortunately just the the way things work it, it won't be like that it can't be like that it, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a final anyway there are reports tonight of Rangers being given 9,000 tickets. Yeah. We could do another phone in on this about how just unfair that seems about the way it's dished out to corporate people and all, all the rest of it. So 9,000 tickets to Rangers, 
yeah, plus however many others find a way in by getting yeah, tickets um, through other means. But but it's unfortunate because that it was great to get them there, but that bit will be missing in the final. I can't remember the capacity of the stadium in Seville. I was there in 2003 with Super Scoreboard for uh, Celtic against Porto. It's 42,000, so it's not that big. No, uh, it felt bigger than that when you were there, I have to say. But uh, like you, I don't understand. that. We're always being told that the game of football is about the people, for the people. And then a club gets less than 10,000 tickets having reached the final. Um I don't have a great deal of time for UEFA and the way they go about their business with regard to matters like mm. this. But I think I can guarantee you one thing. There'll be more than 9,000 Rangers fans inside the ground when the kickoff comes. Yeah, I mean, Kenny, this time last year, or sorry, at the start of this season, we were getting calls saying Rangers uh, can't play with fans. So I'm not now going to suddenly turn around and say Rangers can't play without their fans and, and take us back a few months and confuse everyone. But we're going to have to find a not a different way of doing it But that's not going to be there To feed off quite the same I'm sure they'll make a noise I'm sure it'll be a great atmosphere But you, you just can't replicate that last night No you can't it's, uh, Like I said It's been going up a notch As every game passed uh, Last night was I mean I think it was one of the caller, Previous caller Talked about what was going on After the game You know there was, I don't think a fan had left And there was 45 minutes After kickoff. And that's saying a lot Because it you is. know you, Sometimes you've got to Beat the traffic Absolutely You need to beat the traffic So it was uh, yeah, It was an incredible atmosphere You're right though It's not going to be <clears throat> That type I mean it'll still be An incredible atmosphere But it's not going to be With the 50,000 Absolutely roaring you Onto a victory But uh yeah, I mean, listen, I'm really confident. I'm really confident Rangers can do the job. For everything that we've discussed before, with all the coincidences, all the little things that have went on over the course of the season and what actual year it is, I just think that this team, I've, I've got one more step in them. Uh, right, thank you, Roger. And Kat, who's keeping them company again. What is your remaining answers on the teaser? Just a couple more to keep us going. We're looking for the nine players who made the most appearances in the 2007-08 season for Rangers but we're not from the UK or Ireland you've got Novo, Cuellar and Hemdani Kuzan Mark Wilson's pal yes Daniel Kuzan is in there Papach he's squishing this you have you got any? I was out with Andy Halliday last night <laughs> That's five. We've got four to get. We will get them next, and we'll hear from Ange Postacoglu after these. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's show with Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller. It's been a bit of a, a one-man effort on the teaser. Hugh, to be fair, he got the ball rolling with Nacho yep, Novo. Yep. Uh, but Kenny Miller's picked up nicely looking for the nine players with the most appearances for Rangers in the 2007-08 season the last time they made a European final uh, who are not from the UK or Ireland you've got Novo, Cuellar, Hemdani, Kuzan, Papach Darsville yes anything at all Hugh? Uh... Basil Bolly, Brian Loudrup Johnny Hubbard um, <laughs> Kenny Beasley Yep Demarcus Beasley What's that, seven? Yep Any others? Thomas Buffel Oh, he's flying, oh. Hugh He's absolutely flying But do you know what? There's one left yep. And I bet you don't have it <laughs> Not Yes, not. I knew it Because the last one's tricky uh, mm. It really is But we'll see how we get on Before the end of the show It's fulltime at Clyde1.com 
uh, if you would like to send a question in and hear it used just like that one Ange Postacoglu is praising Rangers for the run to the final and says it shows his side have overcome a formidable opponent to potentially win the league this weekend they, they've done awfully well and I think they deserved it um, last night over the two legs I think they were the better team and deserved to be in the final and they've been really strong in Europe all year I mean it's you know it's been a tough week for them with uh, with the passing of Jimmy Bell and obviously uh, you know whenever you work inside a football club you know when you when, when you lose somebody has been such an integral part of the fabric you, you know it must have been a really um, you know tough week for for particularly the players and the staff who, who have dealt with him. But, um, yeah, I thought, uh, you know, they deserve to get through the final. And um, I think it says that they're, they're a very good football team, which I think they proved last year by going through the season undefeated, which is no mean feat. And uh, and this year with um, with their strong performances in, you know, pretty much all the competitions. For us, I knew that that was, you know, probably going to be our biggest challenge this year was apart from our own sort of form and how we performed, you know, if we were were going to be successful, we had to overcome a a pretty formidable opponent. I've seen the rarest of things on social media today, Hugh. Not everyone, because that's impossible. But even some Rangers fans saying, yeah, do you know what? Well done, Ange. Fair play. That was classy stuff. We're, you know, happy with that. Yeah. These are truly strange times. Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and Ange Postacoglu have shown that they have a very high professional regard for each other. The way they greet each other before the teams play, uh, for me, that's true sportsmanship. And Ange Postacoglu has rightfully come out and praised Rangers for their achievement. How could you not praise Rangers for reaching a European final? And then, clever old fox that he is, he... Turns it around and says That shows you how good an achievement We're about to pull off So Fair play to Ange Postacoglu A respectful answer And a clever answer Which ha- which has to be true Kenny Because for so many of our title races In the last few years One side has been praised for being good But at the same time The other side has been praised for being rubbish And been miles off it We've had so many big gaps And you know, it's not really gone down To the wire But this is why they both deserve praise for the season that they've had Rangers are obviously good They're obviously a good team And in the league specifically Celtic have been better Rangers are going to Obviously look to go on And make it a, The season of all seasons By winning a, a European trophy But let's try and get our head around This weird phenomenon Where they're actually both quite good I think they're, I think both teams are really good <clears throat> You know it's uh, I think it's been showcased Over the last month When there have been Three old firm games And there's been Absolutely nothing Between them There's been one win One loss and a draw uh, For both for both teams Either game Any of the games Could have went either way And they've been decided By moments of Fortune uh, They've been The last one there By a couple of misses From Maeda in the, in the first half And a miss for Sakala In the second half To keep it as a draw They're two very very good teams You know And it's good to see That the, that the league is going Almost to the wire It looks like Celtic Probably will wrap it up This weekend With, with the goal difference That they've got But it's been a real Interesting season You know for the, Not just for the battle At the top Top six Relegation mm-hmm. it's, been, it's been a brilliant And really exciting season And I do believe We've got two really Really good teams At the top of it and two really, really good managers at the top eight as well. Yeah, he, he hopes that the guaranteed Champions League football, which should come in the event of Celtic getting over the line, will open up some uh, new markets if the hoops can can do that and seal the title. But he does continue to just carry on his current recruitment policy. 
I don't think um, being in the Champions League changes that too much from from my perspective. It may make us a more attractive opposition um, proposition for for players who want to come to our club. That might be an extra carrot that you know opens up a, a, another market for us. But you know, it's not like you know we go from being the club we are to sort of a club that you know will spend at a different level. There's still you know certain disciplines around that and my belief always has been that you, you have a plan and you, you try and stick to it irrespective of sort of what comes your way and um, it's proved successful for us this year and we want to sort of replicate the success we've had in the transfer market next year by making sure we identify the right type of player rather than just looking for, for players in a different sort of price bracket. And I suppose on that Hugh to then emphasise the point we made a second ago for the last umpteen league titles uh-huh. the team that's won it Everyone assumes that they're going to win the next one. Yeah. All those ones Celtic were on, it was, we're a Rangers. Rangers are nowhere. And Celtic have had a couple of Champions Leagues and they're going to keep adding the money. So Celtic will win the next one. And then Rangers win last season by the length of yeah. Paisley Road West. And people assume that Rangers are going to go and win this one this season. Ange Postacoglu is talking about the transfer market. If Celtic are the, the champions... They only need to look at Seville on May the 18th To know that they're hardly going to have it easy next season yeah. And they're going to need to get their business right in the summer I think the turnover of players at Celtic and Rangers In the summertime will be remarkable I think there will be plenty of comings and goings But before we get too far ahead of ourselves This title has to be decided And I think Celtic have an obligation tomorrow And the obligation is this Rangers have qualified for a European final And their fans are ecstatic the Celtic fans will demand tomorrow that Celtic beat Hearts and beat them with style and beat them by a good margin and then take that walk around the park because everybody and his granny will know that Celtic are the champions and that's their obligation tomorrow. Listen, I think it's... Uh, <laughs> I don't know you talk that with, with Hugh, but he's right because... It is, it's bragging rights. You know, Rangers at the moment have, have got a lot of that with the, with, the, with the European final... Celtic have the opportunity to give their fans something to sing about tomorrow and, and he's right, if, if if the result goes their way tomorrow it's all done but the singing Yeah, and in terms of a lot, because football doesn't stand still you know, it's easy to say, oh don't get ahead of ourselves but you kind of have to I know Celtic have already announced pre-season plans I think how beneficial will that be You know, for the first time in a long time to actually know what stage of Europe you're going into know, you know that you don't need to face the qualifiers know what you can offer a player You've got Champions League football Not Or we might have Champions League football So let's hang around Till the end of July Till we find out How much easier Will that make this summer I think for Ange He touched on it there It'll not change there uh, It transfer uh, Policy, yeah. But What it does do I think it absolutely Makes them a more attractive Proposition for, for For players coming in Because they know They've got that platform And they've got that Showcase They've got the opportunity To showcase their abilities On the top top level Of European football So There's no doubt It'll be a helping hand For Ange When he goes through His recruitment I think people look at our game In terms of Celtic and Rangers This season um, You think back to that night When Celtic beat Rangers 3-0 at Celtic Park And it was all Disco lights And Light shows going on And the atmosphere Was incredible The atmosphere Last night at Ibrox I think players Are looking in At these two And thinking You know what I'd like a bit of that So Kenny's right When Celtic and Rangers Give you a call You're going to sit up And listen Well I've I've had I've spoke to people For Braga After that game And their staff Were They were Absolutely amazed 
with the atmosphere that night. So it's the best I've ever experienced. You know, and that's been, it seems to be a recurring theme as each game passes, whether it be Celtic Park on, on European nights or Ibrox. But definitely over this journey, there's been so much praise to the to the atmosphere that's been created by the Rangers fans. Yeah, just speaking of European football, don't forget, you can still win that 58-inch Samsung 4K TV and Amazon Echo show that we've been discussing. It's all thanks to Moir and Sweeney Litigation. They are our sponsors of European football coverage and they're a multi-award-winning law firm offering a wide range of legal advice. We're talking... Public inquiries, personal injury, criminal defence, road traffic, family law, the lot. If you go to Clyde1.com, you can find more, find out more about them and enter for your chance to win at the TV and the Amazon Echo Show. So thanks again to Moir and Sweeney Litigation. Um, before we leave for the evening, Hugh, it's going to be a cracking afternoon in the Premiership. So yeah. by, by three o'clock, we'll know if Celtic are essentially champions or not. And then it's over to... Primarily the bottom of the table You know Will Dundee's fate be sealed Can they Pull off the unthinkable And finish above St Johnson At Ross County Motherwell's a good shootout For that last Remaining European spot as well Dundee lose St Johnston win Dundee are officially relegated However St Johnston are at Livingston And I don't think we get any points there at all Because their attitude To their work right now Is questionable Ross County Motherwell Europe Is the involvement there Um Motherwell won one in 15 Malky Mackay Got uh, a good point at Tynecastle last weekend He's got his side going very well Everywhere you look There's going to be intrigue and excitement tomorrow Yeah it's going to be a fantastic afternoon Make sure you join us on Clyde One Super Scoreboard We'll take you through it all And I'm sure there'll be a bit of nonsense uh, along the way Because I have to introduce you You'll have missed this Because you had your big charity night last night yeah. We found out that Gordon Diel Is the character in a horror novel oh. And I'm being deadly, deadly serious oh, I'll tell dear. you more about it tomorrow um, Let's finish off with the teaser though We're looking for the 2007-8 season When Rangers last reached a European final Can you name the nine players Who made the most appearances And who were not from the UK or Ireland You've got Darshaville, Beasley, Buffel, Novo Quayar, Hemdani, Kuzan and Papach One more Is you a nationality for us? Um, I'm wondering if that's the right road to go down I mean Kenny, you knew straight away it was going to be one of the Sort of Difficult yep. ones um, He's, we'll start, let's start on the, con- the right continent He's from Senegal Oh, I think I've got it. Go on then. Faye? Yep. You'd never have got that, would you? No. Amdi? Is it yeah, Amdi Faye? Yeah. There we go. That was easy. Yep. Very, very little fuss involved. I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out what a 4K telly is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kenny will tell you about it yeah, on the way out. But that is pretty much us. Thank you to Hugh Evans and to Kenny Miller. And thanks to you lot out there as well. It was a famous, a monumental and historic, call it what you like, all the words are appropriate for Rangers' achievements last night in Europe. So well done again from us to them. It means we've got a Scottish club in a European final. I really didn't think I would be saying that on this show, but that is the reality. May the 18th, Seville. Get the passport out, get the sun cream looked out, whether it's planes, trains, automobiles, bikes, you're walking at the full way. I look forward to hearing your stories over the next couple of weeks. But on the domestic front, it's a huge weekend as well. Celtic fans, if you're not lucky enough to be going along tomorrow, then make sure you're tuning in to us. You could pretty much wrap up the Premiership title 
by beating hearts It is a 12 noon kickoff. You know what that means We're here at 11.45 Hugh Keevens is going to go and get his sleeping bag out And after that A great afternoon as well We'll even look back on the Premiership playoff Will Inverness or Partick Thistle Be taking the next step towards the top flight We'll tell you all about that tomorrow And in the meantime GBX is up next